0: Welcome to Funds in Focus by the senior members of the investment strategy team at FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds. Join our experts as they explore how current market trends are shaping the investment landscape. In each episode, you'll learn how a specific FlexShares ETF operates and how the market has impacted the fund along with the potential long-term implications of your client's portfolio. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Funds and Focus podcast. I'm your host, Jahan Mady. And today I'm joined by two of our investment strategists, Mark Carlson and Ellen Chenoweth, who will share their perspective on the impact of inflation on portfolios. Great to have you both back with us. Let's get right into it. Inflation continues to be top of mind for our listeners and market participants alike. With interest rates and inflation expectations on the rise this year, what are some key points investors should be considering when evaluating the potential for inflation?
2: Hi, Jahan, it's Ellen. Um, I'm happy to jump in here and answer this question. Thanks for having me on today. As you had mentioned earlier, inflation has truly been a hot topic over the last several months, and it's nearly impossible to open a newspaper and not read a headline about the inflation debate. But before I dive into some of what's driving that interest in inflation, I just want to take a step back and talk about why it's a risk and why we think investors should be considering it. And the key is that always keep in mind that inflation can have a damaging impact across a portfolio and across all asset classes. We understand and know that inflation is largely detrimental to savers and it erodes wealth over time. And fixed income investors are at a particular disadvantage as their fixed coupons can become less valuable over time. Now, the other pieces is that inflation has the ability to impact equity valuations, which we think is important in today's context. When investors are considering the risk of inflation and considering the risk across their portfolio, it's really important to think about these impacts when making asset allocation decisions. But what's clear is that investors are paying attention and we've seen an incredible amount of interest in flows into inflation sensitive asset classes so far this year. Now, as you mentioned during the introduction, the inflation debate has been gaining considerable attraction and it has intensified as markets have priced in higher inflation expectations as measured by the five-year break spread. Now, there are a few key drivers increasing these expectations. Top of mind today is, of course, fiscal stimulus. Last week, the Senate passed a revised version of their additional round of stimulus, and the House is expected to actually vote on that bill today. Today is March 9th, so largely expecting that to pass through that legislative hurdle. Now, this unprecedented amount of stimulus that we have seen has been really geared at supporting the real economy and could support a robust recovery. And we've also seen positives in regards to coronavirus statistics. We have three effective vaccines that have been approved here in the United States. Now, many market participants are expecting and thinking that the potential for economies to reopen could spur robust demand. And this is coming at a time when global supply chains are still facing shortages. And then the last thing, of course, that you we talk about and you, are hard to avoid in these conversations is the Federal Reserve and monetary stimulus. The Federal Reserve has continued to maintain its stance to keep interest rates low. So the combination of all of these drivers could potentially push inflation higher.
1: Sure, and so investors often turn to TIPS as the first line of defense against rising inflation. What might investors want to potentially consider
3: as uh, Ellen mentioned, you know the near term environment is really a function of increased demand, both actual and anticipated with the reopening of global economies as the vaccine protocols are employed. And demand will be driven by delayed consumption you know, as a result of the virus shutdowns and the additional fiscal support, which was mentioned earlier. Now, the form of demand, the what, the where, and the when will evolve from pre-COVID-19 behaviors But in reality, consumer and business expenditures are set to explode, which is likely gonna lead to pricing increases because the global economy is facing supply constraints, which are evident in many different sectors, resulting in either the delay in delivery of supply and goods services right now or in the future, or more likely price increases to compensate for the shortages. Shortages of supplies are lingering because COVID-19 production shutdowns in certain segments, lack of investment, as Ellen mentioned, dating back several years, has not prepared businesses to be ready for the resurgence in demand from consumers and businesses. That's the picture in the short term. Longer term, however, we believe that once this initial surge of stimulus and pent up demand spending sort of ebbs, The longer term structural advantages of technology, productivity, and capital allocation should restore much of the counterbalancing forces that have kept inflation in check for the past 30 years. While the great financial crisis and the COVID-19 events have eroded some of those counterbalancing forces, the potential for technological advances out of this environment hold enormous potential in areas like healthcare, productivity, and innovation which will contribute to expanded economic activity and the growth, hopefully without stoking major inflationary pressures. Now, given this outlook, we at FlexShares believe investors should review their portfolios for potential risks from inflation in the near term with an eye towards the future inflation outlook as well. One of these strategies we advocate for is investors to look at their liability expenditures in various time periods. A short time period like zero to five years, an intermediate one of five to 15 years, and longer term, 15 years and plus, and then allocate among the different inflation hedging asset classes which work best for each time period.
1: And so investors often turn to TIPS as a first line of defense against rising inflation. Ellen, why might investors want to potentially consider this asset class?
2: TIPS or Treasury Inflation Protected Securities are fixed income securities at their core and they're issued with fixed coupons whose principal is adjusted up or down with realized inflation. So they often come to mind as a first line of defense because they have this feature of being directly indexed to inflation. But as Mark mentioned, when we think of applying inflation risk hedges in portfolio, we use this time period framework, and tips fall in that short-term category, so one to five years. Now, changes... To inflation during shorter time frames tend to be abrupt, and they can be driven by hard to predict shocks to the system. Now, additionally, research suggests that tips are particularly good at hedging unexpected inflation, as prices of tips can adjust quickly to changes in inflation. That research report indicates that ninety-eight percent of inflation has already been captured in tips prices before CPI is even announced. Now. The other piece that's incredibly important to point out is that TIPS are fixed income securities at their core, as I mentioned, and they are subject to interest rate risk. More unique to TIPS is that they are also subject to duration drift. So what I mean by that is that TIPS duration indexes and their durations can vary drastically with changing issuance patterns of TIPS, changing inflation expectations or changes in real interest rates. And we've seen an example of this year to date, in fact, as rising real interest rates has led to the extent of duration in the Bloomberg Barclays tips index, so a broad based benchmark for for the asset class, and this exposes investors to unnecessary interest rate risk. Now to complicate matters even more, this risk also has implications for correlations as well as total returns. So over longer periods of time, those real returns and in interest rates can overwhelm the inflation-linked component of TIPS, and we find that those shorter duration TIPS indexes demonstrate better correlation to inflation. So we believe it's important for investors to consider all of this when making allocation to TIPS and it may be time to consider strategies that are designed to address these concerns and can potentially allow for better risk budgeting in a portfolio context.
1: Sure, and there has been a lot of discussion around reflation and specifically natural resources as the immediate benefactor of increased demand and lingering supply concerns. We've seen this play out favorably as flows have returned to natural resource and commodity-based strategies. Mark, can you go ahead and share how our listeners should be thinking about allocating to this asset class?
3: Sure, we firmly believe that every portfolio would benefit from a strategic allocation to natural resources, no matter the environment, in order to capture some very attractive investment characteristics, including inflation hedging, capital appreciation, and investing through natural resource equities, the potential to capture current income through dividend payments, through that equity exposure. Now, one of the other advantages we we see in terms of holding natural resource equities is is that you avoid some of the issues around investing in commodity futures, most often being the negative roll yield that results from investing in futures, which are in contango or an upward sloping supply curve, longer-dated contracts being more expensive than near-term. In order to maintain exposure, an investor needs to roll from one contract to another, which is often expensive and results in a negative return. Investing in natural resource equities, we feel, is a better way in order to garner these investment characteristics that can help a portfolio in both inflationary and normal times. Now, at FlexShares, we studied natural resource equities and found The favorable characteristics can be even enhanced further by focusing on upstream companies, the companies that have the majority of their revenues, earnings and cash flows tied to the spot prices of natural resources and gaining that exposure by owning the companies that actually own the assets in the ground. And because there, the resulting sensitivity of their stock valuations come from that pricing source. They have as good or near as good inflation correlation as spot commodity prices. And yet you still gain the benefit of capital appreciation and the potential of income generation from the fact that you're owning asset class inequities that is liquid, transparent and tax efficient for portfolios. At Northern Trust Asset Management, here we are in the, the later stages of the first quarter of 2021. And given the environment, we are carrying a tactical overweight to natural resources based on our near-term and long-term inflation outlook. That being that near-term inflation, we're gonna be seeing pressures. Natural resources should continue to benefit even as those inflation inflationary pressures ebb once the fiscal stimulus and pent-up consumer demand, consumer and business demand passes within a 12 to 18 month period. Currently right now, as Ellen mentioned with some of the issues around tips, we are underweight tips because despite the near-term inflation outlook, tips at their core are fixed income instruments. And with a real real interest rate outlook that looks unfavorable at this time, the tactical asset allocation of Northern Trust has opted to underweight the tips and opting for inflation hedging capabilities through natural resources.
1: So, how do investors make the choice between tips and natural resources?
3: Right. So, we go back to our time frame analysis, and as Ellen mentioned, the tips are very good allocation during a short term investment horizon. So, when we talk to our clients about uh, looking at their liability structures, if they have significant ex- uh, exposure in the zero to f- five-year time frame, TIPS are very good at capturing uh, unexpected inflation. At the same time, natural resources will capture some of the movement in commodity prices that come through the economy in both the short-term and the longer-term. So we would look and advise clients to balance an approach between TIPS allocations and natural resources based on the environment at the time. Right now with an unfavorable fixed interest rate environment, tips are slightly out of favor, but still have a strategic role in most most portfolios. With natural resources, you're gonna pick up the commodity price movements that'll move quickly into the economy, that being energy, say, and food, while also picking up the longer-term impacts that come through, say, the industrial metals, the energy sleeve, and even the food component as do not make it into the economy, over several years, which we're anticipating happening going forward, which is as opposed to the environment that we've had over, say, the last 20 or 30 years. Again, we are not looking for a blowout of inflationary pressures, but we do see inflation running higher for longer given versus what we've seen in a historical context, given the rhetoric from the Federal Reserve in which they intend to allow inflation to run hot above their long term trend in order to fulfill their mandate of full employment. So in this case, in point in time, with the backdrop of the Federal Reserve, we are looking at an environment where tips and natural resources should do well in different environments, but the allocation should be based on more so on the timing of your liability structure. Shorter end, more pressure, you would be looking at tips A longer-term allocation, you'd be looking higher towards natural resources.
1: And so earlier, you mentioned that inflation can impact equity valuations. Why don't each of you share your thoughts on what are some of the things that investors should be aware of regarding their equity portfolios?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the key here is thinking about the connection between inflation, interest rates, and discount rate used to value equity securities. Remember that inflation expectations are a component of nominal interest rates. In an environment where inflation expectations are rising, the equity costs of capital and the discount rates used to value equity securities can be on the rise in tandem with that. So we've actually seen this again on display this year as we've experienced markets quickly pricing in higher inflation expectations and real interest rates have risen pressuring equity valuations now again sort of iterated this that the fed has maintained its stance to support monetary policy keeping interest rates low markets continue to expect higher inflation it could be very hard to contain and could have a profound effect on the financial system mark do you have anything else to add in, in this context on that vein
3: Yeah, I think there's there's plenty of anecdotal research outstanding that shows the negative relationship between inflation and equity P.E. ratios. And we've seen some of that behavior recently with some of the higher flying growth and technology stocks that have come off in terms of valuations in response to the uptick in inflation. And so investors need to be prepared that if we do get a unexpected spike in inflation that valuations more than likely will be hurt. And so therefore you need to take that into consideration as you diversify your portfolio.
1: This has been a great episode with very informative information of what's to come, but that's all the time we have for today, unfortunately. And I wanna thank you both for joining me today. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to Funds and Focus. You can learn more about us by visiting our website, go.flexshares.com slash funds and focus. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal, there is no guarantee that a specific strategy will be successful. ETFs are subject to specific risks, depending on the nature of the underlying strategy of the fund. These risks could include liquidity risk, sector risk, as well as risks associated with fixed income securities, real estate investments and commodities, to name a few.